we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Fell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littlefell. Hello and welcome to Insomnia Haven't a Clue. Isn't, uh, isn't technology marvellous? I've just been told that Radio 4, and therefore this programme, has been picked up by a number of Brazilians living in Basingstoke. So they can, <laughs> so they can now hear Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton on my right. Mike Harding and Barry Cryer on my left. Not forgetting, of course, our marvellous... Scorer, Samantha. And today I'm delighted to say that it's her anniversary. It's exactly three years since her silicone implants. Here's a, here's Let's a... light them now, Humshaw. <laughs> I want to blow them out as well. Sorry. Here's a game called Connection Quiz. It's like Mastermind, except that it's played with a more uncomfortable chair. I've started, so I'll continue. I'm going to give each contestant a set of objects or people, and he has to tell me what the connection is between them. <laughs> Incidentally, these are all taken from an old book called The British Book of Lists, so they are completely genuine. Tim Brooke Taylor, we'll start with you now. David Owen, Jonathan Miller, Crippin, Graham Garden. They've all got away with murder. Except Graham Gardner. <laughs> uh, actually, the probably the serious answer is they were they all doctors? Because Graham was a doctor. You've got the right answer. Oh, They were all at one time doctors. Barry, here's yours. Callahan of Leander, Burtonswood Bossy Boots, No Waste Chuckles. They're the actual names of Zig Zig Sputnik. <laughs> or oh, they're all doctors. <laughs> Struck off. <laughs> Struck off. So that's just for the retake. Yeah, I'll accept that answer. Do you, do you, you no idea what the... Pedigree hamsters? <laughs> Mr. Harding's suggestion. It could be, yes. They're all crafts. Winners. Oh, it's close. Oh, close. Very oh, close. close. Oh, Willie Rushton, here's one for you. Sex World, Hot and Randy, Bizarre Desires, Tapestry of Passion. Oh, books by Barbara Cartley. <laughs> <laughs> or Cures for Hamsters. <laughs> Do you know the real answer at all? Yeah. I'm I can't even remember the question. <laughs> They're all dirty books. They know they were the most popular sex films in London in 1980. Oh. Didn't see one. You can't see in the Mike dark. Harding, here are your selection now. Snakes, doors, teeth, mountains. They've all been privatised by Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes, doors, teeth, mountains. All things you no. see after Newcastle Brown. <laughs> Are they something to do with Ma Young? She used to have a chippy down in... 
Nothing to do with that at all, now. They're the most common subjects of dreams. What were they again? What about people dumps? around will be saying, I wonder what they were. They were snakes, doors... <coughs> sorry. Well. Snakes, doors, teeth and mountains. Teeth? Teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you ever had a dream about... I had this belter of a dream about teeth. I could just see... <laughs> These enormous mountainous teeth <laughs> coming in through the door. <laughs> Eating a door. These dreams of Esther Ranson will be no good to you. <laughs> right, settle down, teams. <laughs> we'll play another round of that. <laughs> the snake. <clears throat> Just to stop the laughter. We'll do another round. Tim, here's your selection now. Jane Austen, Ted Heath, Elizabeth I and Florence Nightingale. They all appeared on Lionel Blair's This Is Your Life. <laughs> no, Jane Austen, Ted Heath, Elizabeth I and Florence Nightingale, all never married. Very good. Well, that's Lord. really interesting, that is. I was... <laughs> I'm gobsmacked now, I am. Never married Barry. each other, I mean, that's... <laughs> Edward Heath I still could. played the organ, I thought that might he have been. He couldn't marry Elizabeth first. Hmm. That's very interesting, Hump, I'm interested. Very interesting. Good. Yeah. Well, try this one. Try this one for size. Cyril Smith, Ian Paisley, Eric Heffer and Geoffrey Dickens. They've all appeared on the cover of Pumping Iron magazine. <laughs> and the back. And the back. <laughs> And in the middle. And I've seen them after Newcastle Brown. They are, in Good fact, Lord the four heaviest members of Parliament. Good Lord. Willie Rushton, here's a list for you. Superman, <laughs> Batman, Henry VIII, a sea monster. <laughs> they all wore their underpants outside their surgical tights. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Mike... <laughs> No, actually, as well as that, they were the, or are, the most popular fancy dress costumes, as everybody knows. Mike Harding, here's the list for you. Seamont, haven't you? He's in a world of his own. Right, Mike, here's your list. Telly Savalas, Elvis Presley, Pope John Paul II, the Queen. They're the only people ever to get the money back from MFI. No, they were the subject of a popularity poll, and they were, in 1979, believe it or not, the most popular statues at Madame Tussauds. Hmm. <laughs> nurse! Nurse! Red <laughs> fun. How did anybody recognise them? <laughs> <coughs> this is the point where I give the teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be announcing later on in the programme this week. They'll be announcing the late arrivals at the Health and Efficiency Ball. Oh, what a good health read. Health and Efficiency Ball. What a good read. We're going on to <laughs> I get a game it the gardening notes, you know. Order. <laughs> Very kind of you, Newcastle Brown. <laughs> I'm just going to have a quiet word with Samantha. Deduct a few marks from you. I enjoyed that. Right, now. <laughs> game called Mad Wriggle, which is a musical round, which, of course, introduces Colin Sell at the piano. <laughs> Sounds as though it introduces Colin Sell to the piano. Anyway, each team will give us a folk song. Each He's team done the piano for many years, you know. And he said, yes, that's a piano. 
Each team will give us a folk song on a specified subject. I'm going to ask now Tim and Willie to give Mike and Barry their subject for a folk song. It's the Campanology Catch. Bell ringing. Bells. I'll sing of Quasimodo, who was Notre Dame's bell ringer. Verily, in the noshing stakes, he was never known to linger. I said, mon bellop, voulez vous a lamb chop? He did not hesitate. He said, vous payez set time, mon brow. I'll pay you back when I get straight. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't bad. Mike and Barry now, will will you give Tim and Willie their subject, please, for a madrigal? The Lay of Joan Rivers. I had a nasty experience once appearing on Joan Rivers. Oh, she talks extremely dirty and my whole great body quivers. She talks of gynecology and such like from your muck. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, the only thing she didn't say was a word to Peter Cuck. (laughs) (laughs) Clean that up, clean that (laughs) up. Tim's favourite game coming up now, the ad-lib poem. I'm going to give someone the first line of a poem and they continue until I buzz them and the next person continues and uh, so on and so on until we reach an artistic conclusion. And we're going to start with you, Willie Rushton. I'm not here. Seated one day at the organ, Samantha was heard to say... Seated one day at the organ, Samantha was heard to say... How glad the local burghers will be to hear me play. When they come into the cathedral and sit down on those puffs. Mike. Their knees will bend so that they can kneel. If they didn't, it'd be tough. (laughs) They were kneeling on the... What do you call those things? Hassocks. Hassocks. They were kneeling on the hassocks to save their (laughs) weary limbs. And then there was a silence because we had sung all the hymns. And then Samantha gave the sermon. I'll always remember it. (laughs) She's the only preacher I've ever seen who brought her own pulpit. (laughs) She talked of the loaves and the fishes. (laughs) She talked talked of Lazarus who rose. She talked... She talked of the Old Testament. She talked of the Pope's nose. (laughs) And then she said, and this is simply my peculiar whim, (laughs) you can pick four hymns. She said, I'll have him, 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 and him.
And we go on now to complete speeches. For this uh, round, we're going to play some extracts from speeches by famous figures. And we just want the teams to complete them. One mark for a correct answer and uh, several bruises for an incorrect one. We're going to start with you, Willie Rushton. And here's your speech, which you have to complete. It's by Robert Maxwell on newspapers. I don't have time to get involved in the contents of newspapers. That's why I bought the mirror. <laughs> Excellent. Mike Harding, here's one for you. This is a speech by Leon Britton. Oh, my favourite. I had a, a Dutch phase when I was... Uh, this was at school, really. But the cap didn't fit. <laughs> Then I caught my finger in the dike. Matron was furious. <laughs> Barry, we're going to go to you now. And yours, Barry, your speech is Neil Kinnock on Labour leadership election. I think that any of the candidates, certainly I can offer them the assurance there will be no bloodbath, there will be no punch-up. It's going to be bloody boring. <laughs> Tim, here's one for you. This is Mrs. Thatcher on Russia. They invoke the word democracy, but they practice single-party rule by a self-appointed oligarchy. And that's what I most admire about them. <laughs> Willie Rushton, here's a speech by Arthur Scargill. And I have no doubt in my mind that if it comes to a clash between Mr. McGregor, Mrs. Thatcher and the NUM, there's only going to be one winner. Mrs. McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, Mike, here's another one for you. This is Mrs. Thatcher again uh, in Northern Ireland. People came up to me and wished me a happy Christmas and said, please don't forget us. That was really why I came today, as most Christmases. Just to say... Uh, where am I? <laughs> Barry Cryer, here's one for you. A, Keith, uh, a speech by Sir Keith Joseph. We're not abolishing the universities. Don't talk as if they're being abolished. They will emerge from this painful transition as great big teapots. <laughs> okay, final one from you, Tim. And this is a speech by Derek Hatton. I have not come here tonight to try and justify to you, or not justify to you, whether militant exists or doesn't exist as an organisation. I've come to read the meter. <laughs> OK, well, now we go along to the round called Sing Along. And in this round, each panellist has to sing along with a disc. And once the tune and the tempo have been established, the sound of the disc will disappear and the panellist will be left on his own. After an embarrassing pause, the disc comes back and the panellist scores points if he's still with it. And we're going to start the round with you now, Barry, and you're going to sing along to Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction. 
Supposed to fire my imagination. Brilliant, that was very good indeed. Willie, here's your one, and this is Rio by Mike Nesmith. There's wings to the thought behind fancy. There's wings to the thought behind Dancing to rhythms of laughter Makes laughter the rhythms of rain So I think I will travel to Rio Using the music for flight There's nothing I know of in Rio But it's something to do with the night it's only a whimsical notion to fly down to Rio tonight. And I probably won't fly down to Rio. But then again, I just might. Nowhere near it. Now they might. I blame them. Mike, you're going to uh, listen to now and sing along with As Time Goes By by Shirley Bassey. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sign is just a sign. The fundamental thing. Applying as time goes by, and when two lovers woo, they still say, I love you. On that, you can reply. No matter what the future brings, as time goes by. <laughs> I used to go out with her. <laughs> I don't think you ever got back. <laughs> okay, Tim, here's yours, and you're going to sing along now to Sailing by Rod Stewart. Flying, <laughs> I am flying. 
like a bird across the sky. You thought I was sailing, but I am flying, passing high clouds to to be Terrific, and you'll be surprised to hear Barry Cryer won that round. <laughs> We're going to play Call My Bluff. We have our own version in which I shall play the part of Robert Robinson. You haven't got the hair for it. <laughs> Neither has he. <laughs> I shall want our team members to define a word that I shall give them, and then I shall then guess which is the true definition. And your word, teams, now, your word is underpants. <laughs> Under. Pants. Let's start with you, Tim. Underpants, small, hairy, green, edible fruit, um, juicy with soft pips. Underpants, usually pronounced gooseberry. Uh, that's one definition. The other is un- it comes to unterpanzer. Uh, Panzer is German, means coat of mail. Uh, underpants, coat of mail, a cloak of the mail. It's things that masquerade as mail, useless bits of unsolicited rubbish that comes through my letterbox, like things, the AA guide to villages you never want to go to, and Reader's Digest, bingo cards, free film offers, Max Bygraves, sing-along records, that's all. Under the cloak of mail, underpants. Or gooseberry. <laughs> right. So, Barry, let's hear your definition. Mine's very short. Well, you don't want to hear my problems, do you? <laughs> oh, it never leaves you. It's French. It's French, not German at all. It's French. It's French for pause for thought. Count two and then think. Un de pense. <laughs> OK, what about you, Willie? In the land where Barry would appear longer, Japan... Um, in the old days, they used to have, in the ornamental lily ponds, bonsai lumberjacks, um, <laughs> who, would, who would do their sort of log rolling on pencils. Um, but this, this just became very difficult and, and slow. So, brilliant as they are, Honda came up with these tiny... Japanese craft, the Honda Punt. So the Honda Punts are tiny little craft for bonsai lumberjacks in Japan. It's got to be true. Okay, now uh, that leaves you, Mike, for your definition. Well, the true definition, in fact, as everybody knows, is that underpants were named after a Welsh hero, Owen, Owen Deerpants who in fact invented them, Owen Deerpants, features in the Welsh poem The Mabignogion. So underpants come from the very first undergarments made by Owen from a deer skin. That's the... Right, well, I've got to decide now which is the true one, and I'm going to dismiss immediately uh, Tim's definition, the small hairy fruit masquerading as male. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's, it's down to your uh, Honda punt, Willie. I think that's the correct answer. So now, can you... Oh, Lord. <laughs> and who has the right answer? 
Colin Who'd have thought it? <laughs> I find this game painfully humiliating, so I'm going to <laughs> rush on now and invite the teams to uh, announce the late arrivals at the Health and Efficiency Ball. Striking a personal note, the test joggers and their daughter, I detest joggers. <laughs> Well, I've taken it to be health and efficiency as in the magazine, so I've done nudists. I hope you've whited out all the nasty bits. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got really weird ones. Here and... so, uh, we can... so we can <laughs> see. <laughs> but I've had them whited out. Her <laughs> uh, und Frau Pimples and their son Goose. Here's a regular visitor, Al Bram. <laughs> and Minnie Ralwater. <laughs> and back with the nudists. <laughs> I'd never left. <laughs> From Spain. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. I'd trouser snake and their son. One. <laughs> back to the gymnasium. That's possible. <laughs> Gymnasium would be quite good. I've got that. And flora exercises. <laughs> Back to the nudists. <laughs> but combined with health, from Scotland, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Shataco, and their son, the nude barbed wire vaulting champion, what Shataco? <laughs> and bestriding the nudists and the healthy, there is rosy cheeks. <laughs> Ah, there's the steroids <laughs> with, <laughs> with the anabolics. <laughs> Girls called Anna, I can't remember the fellow's name. <laughs> Frau and her Vitabout and their well endowed daughter Lottie Vitabout. <laughs> I parked up the wrong tree with this one. <laughs> and back to the nudists. Here's Samantha with the final score. <laughs> Goodbye from all of us, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Tim Brooke-Taylor, Barry Cryer, Mike Harding and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer.